Welcome to the Fit for Tomorrow podcast. I'm Dr. Nick Sanders, physical therapist, and together I hope we can explore the best ways to stay fit, healthy, and active as busy adults. We all have a lot on our plate. So what is the most efficient way to exercise, eat, sleep, and train in order to continue to do the activities we love well into our future? I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This is the Fit for Tomorrow podcast, your home for everything physical therapy and the start to your road to recovery. For more information, visit our website at fitforfunction.com and schedule your free over-the-phone consultation. Once again, that is P-H-Y-T for function.com. And here's your host, Dr. Nick Sanders. All right, guys, I'm here today with Randy Goldenberg of Spark Your Brand. Uh, Randy has been a patient of mine. We've known each other for a handful of years now. And it goes back to the Rehabilitex days. Um, yeah. So Randy uh, is definitely very passionate about fitness and exercise, takes his recovery pretty serious. So um, he's been kind of on a mission over this uh, COVID quarantine period. So I wanted to talk to him a little about what he's up to. Uh, I think he's got some really cool things to share in those regards and uh, hopefully help us all kind of get and stay more active. So what's going on, man? Nothing. Uh, it's like I was just saying, you know, it's Friday feels like Monday. It's Groundhog Day, right? It it is weird. I feel like the weeks uh, are just different now during COVID. Maybe, and yeah. and February just disappeared. This uh, this February has just been crazy. Yeah, it has been. But you know, you just uh, like I I've told everybody. You know, myself, unlike others, I'm such a creature of habit and creature of routine. You know, you just got to get up and. I eat the same thing for breakfast, the same thing for lunch, the same thing for dinner. I do the same thing and you just got to, you know, you adapt and find a way. You do, you eat literally the same thing every breakfast, lunch. I mean, for breakfast, I wake up and I have the same thing and it's coffee. And then for lunch, it's very similar. It might be uh, like one of three things. And then for dinner, I'm very picky and I have, you know, one of three things as well, you know, it's uh, it's white rice and chicken, white rice and fish, what you know, white rice and and, uh, and 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 steak and white rice. It just circles itself around the pasta, you know. How long have you been doing that? I've been uh, for as long as I could remember, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so. Uh, Tell us a little more. I know you've been doing like you got a crazy streak going with some of your your running and your fitness. Um, yeah. What have you been up to, and what kicked that off? So, you know, um, let's see. I've I've been running since I had, you know, um, I guess often since the age of twenty three, and I'm uh, 54, 55 now. So I've been running a long time, knock on wood, had really no major injuries, uh, almost, I don't know, almost 10 marathons over those years. Um, but last March, March 7th, to be exact, um, when a lot of the, the pandemic and COVID started, uh, I just started running every day. So, you know, my routine before would be I'd go to the gym, three, four days, run out, run outside three days. Um, but then I stopped going to the gym 
just because I wanted to be safe. I'm not saying that's the right thing or the wrong thing. It's just, you know, made me feel more comfortable. And, and uh, you know, I'm blessed that I live, my backyard is, is one of the metro parks. So, you know, I wake up every day and I just hop into the park and run three, four miles. And, and uh, here we are. I've got, I think, 10 days left till March 7th. And I'll have, I don't know, almost 1,600 miles or something logged in. And uh, crazy distance. I, it's crazy. And it's something that I focused on. And, you know, it's routine. And, you know, there's days you don't feel good. And there's days you feel good. And just get up and, and make it part of your day. Um, but, you know, along the way, there's lots of aches and pains. And, and, uh, you know, I know it's a lot, a little too much. And there's many days too, well, where I'll run in the morning, uh, three, four miles. And then, you know, I'll come home after work. Like I was telling you, you know, for three or four days and I'll, I'll do some of the, uh, um, compound movement or, you know, you know, the, the deadlifts, the, the, some of the CrossFit type of lifts, but I'm not with heavyweights, snatch lifts, cleans, uh, overhead presses, deadlifts, and, you know, I'll mix that in as well. So what triggered the streak? Like, uh, obviously you've been a runner, but what triggered the, I'm going to do this every day. I just challenged myself and wanted to see, you know, how can I do it? Can I do it? You know, I'm always, I've been very competitive my whole life, played competitive uh, tennis uh, throughout high school and college. And and I'm just always competitive with myself and wanted to challenge myself and set a goal. And, uh, you know, it, it kept me going. It kept my mind on other things because it's very easy. And it has been very easy the past year since, you know, we're cooped up and limited to do things. And I just uh, I made it made it a point where you know I could focus and do other things and focus on this and. And, you know, how can I, how can I just, how can I get it done? Yeah. I, I, I was talking to, I think I mentioned this to you actually, but one of my PT colleagues, Caitlin said, you know, everybody during COVID is either putting on these crazy streaks or they're, they're not doing anything at all. So right. uh, I think that streak kind of gives you that focus, which, which is really awesome. What percentage of those runs were you say were outdoors? Uh, I would probably say that, uh, 85% of my runs. Nice. Are outside. Um, treadmill is really hard for me. Hard meaning that I'm just so used to being outside and just a good way to start the day. Uh, but you know the treadmill after you know 30 minutes. But I'm not on it long enough, so you know that's good. But uh, you know so, when there, yeah, there's days. There are some days when it's just you know five below or. It's, it's raining sideways and, you know, you want to get it in. Yeah. We've definitely had some cold days recently. Um, what would you say your, 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 um, volume mileage per week, what would you say it was before you started this? And then what are you averaging now? So now it would be at least, uh, 28 miles a week. Okay. Which is, isn't bad. It's not, you know, it's not crazy. Yeah. It's not that crazy. You know, when I was training for marathons and stuff, I mean, your mileage obviously goes to. 40, 50 miles, some 60 miles a week. Uh, and, you know, I really wasn't that great of a runner anyways. I just do it because it's, you know, 
I'd rather medicate myself with exercise and, you know, doing something good for myself, or at least to thinking that I'm doing something good for myself than, you know, doing other things. But um, before, I would probably say instead of 28 miles a week, my mileage might only be, uh, God, probably 10 to 12 miles a week. So that's a pretty significant increase. I mean, doubled it at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then daily now, right? So. Oh, yeah, they, every day. Yeah, you say 28 miles. And you say, ah, oh, it's not a huge volume per week, but, you know, times 52 weeks. Yeah, you're logging some, you're logging some miles. How do you, I mean, I mean, as far as running injuries go, you've stayed injury free pretty much this whole time, right? What, what do you, what do you uh, contribute that to? I get lots of aches and pains or I do get aches and pains or I know when I'm doing something wrong, then I, you know, I text or go online to fit for function and, <laughs> and I, 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 I find Nick and Nick is always therapeutic and. You know, I'm very aware of my body, maybe sometimes, you know, a little hypersensitive, but that's okay. But, you know, I think I communicated to you and you always really helped me find, uh, you know, find the find a way. And uh, it really helps, this, you know, the, the dry needling and the cupping, and you know, the scraping and the massaging and all that stuff has really, I think, helped me a lot. Yeah, I mean, we've done... I don't know. I mean, we've done definitely a handful of dry kneeling and cupping sessions. Usually they're neck shoulder kind of things. I feel like more than yeah. anything, uh, maybe yeah, neck, and, neck and shoulder. And then sometimes I'll come and I'm like, well, you know, my sinuses aren't feeling great. Next thing I know I have like, you know, a dry needle in my sinus area and it, it works. It's, it's amazing. It feels great. What, what would you tell people? It feels like, you know, I, I, I was telling somebody today about dry needling cupping and, and as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I could, I could see their face kind of react. What would you, what would you tell somebody it feels like, or, or why do you choose to use it? Um, I, I've done everything, you know, massage, um, I just the way that you're dry needling, it, you really don't feel anything to tell you the truth. If anything, um, you know, I'm more aware that you could get into tissue that you can't get to through a uh, massage. And uh, I, you re I really don't feel anything. I can't say it feels like a pinch because you really don't, you don't really feel that. It's, uh, you really don't, there's really not much to feel. I think if anything, you know, the cupping might be a little bit of pressure, um, but I think it's, you know, doing good for my body. So. I don't have, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tell people, we try to, you, you got to stimulate something, right? So you get, you kind of get that deep ache once in a while, or maybe a little right. skin burn with the cup, but we're just trying to tap into, to create change. You need stress to create change. And yeah. uh, if, whether you're talking exercise, you're talking recovery techniques, we're, we're just trying to put a stress on the system. So your body wants to build it back stronger, right? That's, that's yeah. the whole game. And yeah, I mean, um, the nervous system, it's amazing. You know, when I leave my nervous system, you know, a lot and i just know from overworking or overtraining or overdoing it like everybody does you know your nervous system becomes off you know the sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system just gets you know out of whack and then you tie all that in with family and work and the pandemic and weather and it's it, so i think this kind of brings everything back to normal when we get the cupping and the, the dry needling and all that stuff 
I think that's the hardest part of being kind of the, the busy adult active athlete is you're not only talking about whatever you're doing from a training volume standpoint, you're talking about work and family and all those other stressors that just kind of compound everything. That's the, right. that's the hardest part of the whole thing. What, um, when you say you feel like your nervous system gets out of whack, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you feel or, or what kind of triggers you to go, Hey, I need to, I need to do something to recover, do change my recovery. It's you can just tell sometimes on a run when you just really feel exhausted or or, uh, you know, you just you don't feel recovered. You're you're really sore. You know, the mm -hmm. older you get, the sore you get. And, you know, I just know that um, especially the dry needling, uh, you know, can relax your nervous system and kind of bring things back to a place where you can recover quicker. You know, I don't I don't the professional athletes and. And many other athletes have been doing this for years. So I think, you know, they know something if they're doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're always looking for that, that 10% um, or that 1% maybe even depending on the level of the athlete, but there's definitely something to it. I mean, it's, it's withstood the test of time. And I, I agree with you there. There's a relaxation effect that just seems to occur and it has to yeah. do with, you know, with that nervous system piece is, is huge. What other things, uh, like I know you're wearing the Apple watch, what other you things are you doing to either track your recovery or uh, check it when you're starting to feel off besides some of the stuff we're doing? There's a, there's a lot of things, you know, the Apple watch is great. I use it for activity. You know, I'm aware of uh, what my heart rate is and, you know, I'm aware of like my the blood oxygen level, um, and, and the new Apple Watch, the six has like an ECG on it, so you can kind of get an idea of, you know, if you're up or down. Um, but you know, other than that, I just am really aware, and and uh, uh, you know, that's really the only thing that I can track my fitness is you know my my Apple Watch. Or you know, when I come into you, there's times too where you say, hey, well, you know, did you know or realize it was really tight in this area? Or and I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, so kind of tuned it out a little bit right you have mm -hmm. to um yeah have you ever looked into any of the like the heart rate variability monitors or any of those things like the whoop uh, bands I or have, the core ring i use a heart rate monitor when i'm working Just out the basic yeah yeah i use the one on the watch mm -hmm. um but i think that's really important you know that that uh you are aware of what your resting heart rate is and maybe what it is when you're active and, and so forth um, what do you do to motivate yourself on that day where you're not feeling good, right? And you got the street going, you want to make sure you get it going. What do you have a technique or a strategy that you use to be like, or is it literally uh, just there's really, you know, breathing, thinking of other things, being positive. Uh, you know, when you're running, maybe you can pick spots. You know, when I get to this spot or when I get to this time, you know, all we have is this left. It's it's become, uh, it's not easy. You know, there's many days where you just want to just cash it in. But, you know, when you're finished, you, you know, it feels even better. Yeah. Do you, do you have any tips for somebody that's not in that rhythm? Because right? we have research that shows once you kind of get into an exercise rhythm, sure. it's easy to kind of stay in rhythm. Yeah. I, I feel like you've been an exerciser for a long time, but... Yeah. Have there ever been periods where you've had a layoff or where you're like, man, I'm just not in the mood? And, and you've, is there anything you've done to kind of kickstart that? There are many times where I'm not in the mood, but, you know, it's it's part of my routine. And and uh, I just think that, 
that uh, you know you wake up every day and you do a couple things. I think it's a good way to start the day or it's a good way to end the day. Sometimes it's easier for me to do it earlier than later. Um, but I just think it's a mindset. I mean, you can't put a price on your health and in your life. I mean, look at some of the professional athletes now. Look at Tom Brady. Spends $2 million on his body. LeBron James. And these guys are in their 40s playing better than they've ever been. So, I mean, I think they, they know something that, you know, we should, you know, look as an example. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really insane to, to think about what they're doing at, at their mm-hmm. age. And um, I've read most of Tom Brady's new book, the TB12 book. Yeah. And um, I mean, a ton of soft tissue work. I don't think yeah. he does any cupping or kneeling, but a ton of uh, a ton of soft tissue work every after every workout, I believe. And, yeah. and I think I think that's their new gym model as well. They do elastic band resistance and uh, yeah, and, and tissue work afterwards, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, but a really cool model. Um, what do you do in resistance exercise wise? I know in the past you've done a lot of CrossFit style workouts when, when you were doing things at lifetime. Um, what do yeah, you have to do now? I just did group workouts, you know, some of the CrossFit stuff, compound movements. And, you know, I know my limit, you know, I'm not going to push myself. So I'm going to get hurt, but, um, you know, I've actually started some resistance band training has been really good. Uh, the resistance band stuff is, is, is really hard. It's fantastic. Um, what, what are you doing with that? Uh, I just, with the resistance bands, uh, you know, like 20 minute workouts uh, with, you know, squats and, and some push presses and, and, and things like that, that, uh, that have worked out really well. It has a lot of good core movements in them, that kind of thing. Is that just something you're kind of making up on the fly? Or are you following? No, you know, I, uh, you know, I can give them uh, a little plug, but, the Peloton app is, is fantastic. And, uh, even if you don't have a machine, a treadmill or a bike, you know, the Peloton app has great instructors and you can do strength and you can do meditation and they have band training. And I, I tried the bands and I'm like, this is hard and it's, it's really good. And so I do it every once in a while. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great mix. Um, and and I haven't been on their app yet, but I, I, Everybody I've talked to seems to have really, really yeah, high. It's, it's fantastic. Really good things. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check it out. And I, I think there is something. The elasticity piece, you know, you're probably not gonna make uh, huge gains in your your bench press or your deadlift, but as far as just try to stay active, mobile, build some, you know, basic muscle mass kind of stuff, I, I think it's a nice piece. Yeah. Um, and then I, I know you're super busy with with your business. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what? How do you? how do you manage your schedule? Like you mentioned, sometimes it's easier to do in the morning versus it's easier to do it in the evening, you know, running a business and, and the, obviously things change constantly. How, sure. how do you, how do you fit that in? It's just routine. You know, you find, find a way now we're not traveling. So it, I would say maybe it's become a little bit easier, but you know, if, if, if before COVID when, when I was traveling and I had a, had to be on a plane, at eight o'clock, you know, you're working out at five thirty to make that plane. Or if you had a plane at six thirty, you're up at four thirty to get at least thirty minutes in to do something. You know, you just have to figure it out and find a way. And uh, you know, I always make it part of my day to do something and move every day to do something. Yeah. What do you think motivated you to to 
go down that path or, or stick with that path. I mean, obviously there's body comp and aesthetics and those things, but, um, what, you know, what else motivates you to kind of stay in that, that, uh, cycle? I, I just think it's, it's, you know, the way I work out is the same as the way I go to work is the way I run the business. It's just a lot of focus. It's a lot of planning, you know, it's a lot of, you know, asking questions and being interested and, and, you know, doing things for others and being nice to people. And that's just, you know, how I am and, and, you know, what we do. I, I, I find that very interesting, actually. I've, you know, I get to travel and I'm teaching these dry needling courses and you meet yeah. clinic owners and yeah, I'm always amazed by the percentage of people that I meet that, that I would consider very successful with their business. And they're also very fit. Like yeah. it, is you think it's just that discipline routine piece of operating a schedule, operating a business? Yeah, I think, I think, it, it, you know, there are lots of people that unfortunately they really don't take care of their health until they need to, and they are successful, but I mm -hmm. just find it is an, I find it important, uh, is, you know, an important piece that success, you know, you can measure success many different ways. I measure it as, you know, from a health standpoint as well, that I want to take care of myself and my body the best that I can for myself and my family. So, uh, you know, those are some of the things I do. And, and also it's just a good way for me to find a place where I can kind of unwind and not think for an hour. So, you know, when you go and work out for an hour, you've, you're not thinking about work or you're not thinking about your spouse or kids or responsibilities. That one hour is really for you and, you don't even realize that it's gone, but I think it's a good mental, you know, step back as well. Yeah. I've, <clears throat> you know, you read a lot of things about meditation and, and mindfulness. And, um, I think the exercise piece of that from a clarity standpoint, I've said this before, I, you know, like I actually miss, uh, yoga classes. I feel like that Shavasana when you're laying, you know, you're kind of chilling at the end of the yoga class. I feel like my head is so clear. I have more good thoughts in that, uh, you know, two minutes or whatever that you're yeah, kind of relaxing. There's just so much mental clarity that comes with that. Yeah. If, if there was something that I, and I'm sure there's probably plenty of people that have put this together, but you know, it would be interesting to be able to put a business together, you know, fitness for entrepreneurs um, because entrepreneurs are running at 500 miles a second and they're doing multiple things. And sometimes they really aren't focusing on their health, but I think it's an important part of, running a business or a small business or as an entrepreneur, because it can take you away. You can, you know, I do a lot of good thinking when I'm working out and, you know, problem solving and, you know, things that I should do and shouldn't do, whether it's with family or business or even myself. Um, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you firsthand that the, I don't know, year two to three of my business and my fitness, even, even tonight was just terrible because I got so tangled up in got to get this done. Got to get that done. Got to get this yeah. done. And, and I, I did, I mean, I put, I put the strength and conditioning and the fitness side just kind of to the side. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and now I feel like I'm, you know, we're kind of easing our way back into it again. And you got all those challenges that come with, you know, if I want to flip the script on myself, the good part of it is it's like, okay, this is what it feels like for anybody that hasn't exercised in a while to get kind of back into a routine. And, and I think I've learned some things yeah. as far as the, 
just kind of putting that time back into your day and what it, you know, which exercises kind of get you bang for your buck without making you stupid sore and, and all that right. kind of thing. It'll be interesting to see once we level off and we get somewhat of normalcy back, but I'm not sure if more people are focusing on their fitness during these, this, this pandemic, or if they are not focusing as much because I mean, a lot of these fitness companies can't keep their product in stock and you can't find it anywhere. And everyone's got a home gym now, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, from a fitness standpoint or a health standpoint, are people becoming fitter and more aware of themselves now as before or, or not? Or, yeah. I, I mean, just the people that I interact with, I would say it's, it's probably 50, 50. Right. I got a handful of people that are like, I haven't done anything since COVID. I've put on 15 pounds. Right. And then I say there's another handful of people kind of like what you've done where they've created some kind of challenge or some kind of fitness piece where they're, they're really making some changes over this time frame. Yeah. Um, I think the other interesting question will be, you, know, you mentioned everybody's buying these products. What's going to happen with group fitness versus online fitness? Like yeah. how many people? How many people are gonna be like, oh, I really love this online fitness game. I'm just gonna keep online. Yeah. Versus I can't wait to get back into the studio. I can't get you know, get back in the spin room or whatever it is. I, I think it's I think that so many people have become Zoom and and teams, uh, you know, the overboard. They're so uh, fatigued with you know the zoom or the or the the teams meetings that those that wanted group fitness are going to go back um but there might be some that are like you know i'm just gonna keep my distance and i don't have a problem with not having group fitness i like collaboration i like face to face uh i like the emotion and that kind of stimulation so you know when it's safe and we can all go back to group fitness. You know, I, I definitely will look forward to that. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm ready to, uh, just get back into that. Just the camaraderie of being in a group and moving together and, and yeah. you know, whatever comes with that. And yeah, you know, the high fives at the end and all that kind of stuff. Now it just seems so it, crazy it, to think about. Yeah. That, that group fitness is just good. You know, you like to be friendly and talk and meet others and, it, it's just fun. Yeah. And right now everybody's like, okay, let me keep my space. Let me, right. <laughs> you know, you're dodging people. You're, you're spreading yeah, out. It's, and- yeah, it's, it's, it is. And you know, the, you know, you just have to be able to, you know, do what you feel it's comfortable. You know, some people are still comfortable going to group fitness and that's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's not pretend there aren't people doing it. Um, right. You know, I, I feel for the, the small studio kind of places, the, you know, the spinning classes and the things where they're really, you know, the whole model is based on putting a bunch of people in a, you know, a small square footage space and then how many dollars can you make per square foot? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's a yeah, tough they, model right now. Yeah. Right. It's some businesses just have to learn how to adapt and find a way. And unfortunately when it's 25 degrees outside, you can't be outside with your bikes. Yep. So, you know, it's just a whole, it's a whole different world right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to boom though, as soon as this thing, as soon as this thing calms down, I think, I think it is going to 
kind yeah, of take off I again. So. I, I agree. I think we're close. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Uh, trying changing gears here a little bit. What do you do about sleep? Do you monitor sleep at all? Is that something that you're aware of or think about? If there's as far as one, how many hours? Yeah. If there's one thing that I could really work on, it's I don't get enough sleep. I would love to have, or what I should say is I don't get great sleep. I wish I could have better sleep. Um, and I know there's many things that you can do. Peloton app has, you know, a, a meditation, sleep relaxation, which works really well. But um, uh, that's why I sometimes don't like to exercise late, late in the day or later at night because it can affect you, uh, your sleep patterns. But, um, you know, I really would like to work on sleeping better for one thing, for sure. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of exercising late for that reason either. It, it wires it wires me too much. Yeah. Um, how many hours would you you know on average? What do you think you get? Like you talking? I probably get. Uh, I, I would. I should. What I need is probably seven or eight hours. I probably get six. Okay, I mean, six isn't terrible. Terrible. I had a couple of days last week where I, I was just traveling and teaching yeah. and and weird flights and flights got delayed. And, I think there was two days in, in a four-day span where I got four or less, maybe. Ooh. And I'm I still don't think I've recovered. Like, you know, still still a little bit off. That, yeah, that's yeah, that'll throw you. Yeah, it's sure. not not great, not great. Right. But you know, it, the sleep game is certainly uh, when you talk about recovery. You, we all know how important it is. But the busier you get, the harder it is. Sleep is is a huge part of recovery. And, uh, you know, it's really tough here, you know, from the months of, uh, you know, really October, November, all the way to March, you know, we don't see the sun, it gets dark early, time changes. So now we're starting to see the sun more, you know, sleeping patterns might even get better. Yeah. Yeah. That day night cycle, uh, piece of it is, is definitely helpful. Yeah. Um, how about mobility, uh, again, kind of switching it up, but are there any things that you do routinely for a posture standpoint or mobility standpoint? I know you're running and lifting. Is there anything you're doing movement wise? Uh, you know, just some stretching and I don't stretch enough, right? Don't sleep Mm -hmm. enough, get enough sleep. And I probably should stretch or do the yoga because that really helped when I was doing yoga. Um, and then, you know, sometimes when my posture isn't right and things aren't right, I end up coming to Nick and we find out that, you know, things are off and we get those things manipulated and we get those fixed. How'd you get started with needling and all that stuff? I got started with needling where I was having some issues, actually vertigo issues. God, years ago, probably 15 years ago and uh one of the neurologists from the cleveland clinic suggested that i go to this place and that's where you were uh you were working and uh and and, uh, i was getting dry needled for some a vertigo thing and it it helped and i was noticing that other people were getting needled for things with their hamstrings or their lower back or their neck and I'm like, wait, those things could be really good. And I tried that and here I am. What does the dry needling do for your dizziness? Like, what do you notice? 
because uh, your dizziness at this point are you still getting like vertigo or do you just no, get off? you just kind of no. get off a little bit right? sometimes once in a while you'll yeah you get off and maybe because the way i'm sleeping or the way my neck is positioned when i'm sleeping which is a big thing um but uh the vertigo thing is knock on wood has been really good and i think the needling in the neck and the trap area and the things that you're doing or have done really have helped yeah yeah, I can tell when you come in and, and your neck's off, you're getting like kind of that headache, dizzy feeling. Yeah. You can see, you can almost see the differences side to side and, and how toned up the one side gets. Sure. Um, yeah. And needling is just such a powerful input to that, that, that kind of that reset, like we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. It's always worked super well for you. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we got that pattern dialed in. <laughs> yeah. It's quick, quick, simple. Yeah. Just, you know, some quick needles in the neck, Nick, and I'll be fine. That's it's always, great. that's always the text. Like, Hey, text I need like 20 minutes. Right. I just need a couple minutes of needles. That's it. <laughs> it's so simple. It works. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Anything else you want to share? Like if you were going to share a tip for somebody, like they wanted to get into fitness, they're, they're ready to take on some kind of challenge. Um, what would you tell them? What would you give them? I would, I would tell them that you can't put a price on your fitness. You can't put a price on your health. And I would just tell them to ask questions, right? Be interested, ask you questions and, you know, go to, you know, fit for function. And you've got a, you know, wonderful array of answers and questions and the reasons why people are getting it done. And, and, uh, and it really take care of your body because the older we get, we get more aches and pains. And some of these aches and pains can go to larger things if we don't take care of these little things. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, I would just suggest, you know, people doing that. I, I appreciate that. It's, it's been a pleasure working with you over the years and yeah. uh, kind of troubleshooting things as they come. Yeah. Um, yeah before we wrap up, uh, you know, tell people where they can find you and, and maybe a little bit about your business and, and what you're doing from a, a branding standpoint. Well, we're just, we're a small uh, merchandising and brand agency uh, in Cleveland and uh, our customers, uh, are typically, they have product on the shelf at retail um, or distribution wholesale. And we do these non-sexy things for our customers, merchandising, point of purchase package, product video, uh, a lot of digital. And, you know, we help our customers see the value that they invest in us. What do they get in return? And it's just like with you, the money that you invest with Nick, what are you getting in return? And uh, I've had nothing but great value and great return. And that's what we want our customers to have too. And, you know, it spark your brand. So that's what we do. I love it. You can see yeah. some of that packaging in the background. Looks yeah. Looks yeah. Solid. yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. And, and uh, you know, you just got to think like the customer and say yes before no. And, and uh, be interested, not the most interesting in the room ask lots of questions. And that's why these podcasts are great. We're asking lots of questions and being interested and, and, uh, just be nice. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite part of my job is I get to talk to people all day and, and, uh, yeah. just, you know, hear what they're doing, learn from people. It's amazing. The things you pick up, um, right. even, even when I'm supposed to be the, yeah, the, the pro in the room or whatever, it's, uh, it's cool to hear everybody's stories and, uh, just kind of what what everybody's doing and i'm trying to learn this marketing game it's a it's a beast 
It's this information it, it, distribution. It is. You have to. Yeah. You know, it just. Yeah, marketing is is a uh, is an interesting word, and you just have to make sure that, especially in the small business, you're getting value in what you're investing into. Yeah. And there's many ways of getting lots of value. Right. All right, man. Um, so we're going to post, I know you're really active on LinkedIn. And yeah. you're also, I mean. Yeah, I'll put this, I'll put this podcast up on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll let uh, a lot of my business associates see it and, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it up for uh, everyone to listen to. And, and uh, who knows, maybe we have something going back here. Maybe we can have uh you know, another uh, conversation and we can have some topics or some other things that we can talk about. I, th- I think next time we dive into that uh, exercise or fitness for entrepreneurs. I think that's the, yeah. Yeah. Exercise for entrepreneurs is, is a good thing. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs from what I found from my experience, always have it on their goals or their plan, but then never finding a way to get to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the whole key. And, whether it's Peloton or it's something more, more specific, you know, I, th- I think of the needs of myself, it's anti-sitting drills and, and, uh, some kind of cardio piece, right? Yeah. Cause you're at a computer so much, uh, yeah. that, that you got to undo those effects somehow, but right. you got to stand up, not sit down like me, you know, sitting's the new, uh, I guess, yeah, sitting's the new Whatever. smoking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That's what I was saying. I, <laughs> you know what, dry that, that, that saying drives me nuts. Like you're telling me these cashiers that are standing all day don't have issues. Get out of here. They do. The hairdressers, right. they don't have problems. Get out of I, here. Trust me. I know I stand 12 hours a day. I measure it and you know, you got lower back issues, but I would rather stand for some, you know, I knows. mean, I think if you had to pick one, I guess you'd pick standing, but you got to change. You got to be able to change positions. So your body yeah. doesn't get, if you stay in the same position too long, your body's going to learn that and adapt to yeah. it. And yeah adapting to sitting or even standing still isn't going to make you a good mover. So, you know, you just got to decide what you want your body to adapt to, but this whole sitting thing kills me, kills me. (laughs) Well, awesome. Some books. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me and be safe and be healthy. Yeah, you too. We'll, uh, We'll talk soon. for enjoying the fit for tomorrow podcast hope you're able to pick up a few things to help you live and move better we'd really appreciate a like share review or follow in order to help us continue to grow this podcast and help more people like you looking to feel and move better as active adults thanks again we'll see you on the next episode